0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Father Daughter First Down, where we bear all about the Chicago Bears. I'm Maya. And I'm Joey. Let's get into it. Bears, Steelers, Monday night football. What a close game that became. I was in complete shock.
1: It was exciting. It up, you know, up until the end, the Bears had a chance to win, but another loss nonetheless. Um Maya can you hear me okay we we've we've upgraded to the, this episode we're now using mics and headphones so hopefully well, our listeners working will, on have, it. will have some better quality but um, the game i'll tell you it started a little slow uh, but we my biggest fear was is that we were on the national stage and usually more often than not, the bears have had some really terrible showings and when they get on national TV and they showed up to play the defense showed up to play uh, for most of the game up until the end and we'll get into that Uh, but uh, listen it was it was a hard-fought battle and uh, but it's still a loss now we've got four in a row where do we go from here we've got a bye week the players can rest up and uh, get healthier But um, four losses in a row in the NFL can weigh heavy on a team.
0: Absolutely. And especially going into a bye, it's never fun to go into that with a loss. But, you know, honestly, the whole first half of the game, I was angry. I was pissed off for the first time in a really long time. The Bears woke up in the second quarter. And I would like to say that that is in large part due to Houston Carson, who I gave a shout out to on last week's podcast. What did he do in
1: the second quarter? I know he had the touchdown in the fourth quarter. What are you Well, do I'm in- saying
0: in the second half, not the second, second quarter. Half. Okay. The second okay. half. Right. You the were giving half- me shape. You're like, no one cares who he is. I'm sure he's fine, whatever. But now everyone's going to know his name. And I just have to say, I was right. Can you, can you say that I was right? Can you admit that?
1: I'm going to say the defense plays as a team. He didn't cause the fumble. Oh the one who makes that play is the player who causes the fumble. Houston Carson happened to be in the right place at the right time, which is, which is a big deal. And he, he made a play. That's what you got to do on defense. And, and whenever you make a touchdown on defense, that's, you know, you don't see special teams touchdowns anymore, but that was a special teams touchdown really because the strip came on a special teams play. But he plays special teams, and yes, he did make a play. Yes, you were right. There
0: it is. Finally, thank you for that. All right, let's get into the good, the bad, and the. But I will say ugly. we were talking
1: about the halves: first half, second half. I thought the Bears. I thought it should have been like twenty-eight to three at halftime. The Bears were lucky. I agree. Fourteen to three. I completely Part of that agree. Was the Bears were playing a bend and not breaking defense. And Pittsburgh really didn't show much offense. They were pretty. I mean, at the end of the day, the Bears had over four hundred yards on offense, and Pittsburgh had less than three hundred. So the Bears' defense did do something, but we gave this game, game away. So what? There was you're a going lot at? of
0: holding on the Steelers' oh offensive side of the ball that was not being called, and I was losing it. Oh my losing god! Losing it. They were
1: holding it. You know what? They had the terrible towels. You know those yellow towels. That's a long-standing tradition in Pittsburgh. Yes. And I think the refs had towels in their pot. They kept on. They were, they were on Pittsburgh side because their terrible towels were the yellow flags and. And it was just going against the Bears all night long. It was ridiculous. I was. We'll get crazy. into the
0: penalties. I saw, penalties up, later. I
1: saw holding almost every play, and nothing was being called. And we'll get into. Yeah,
0: Derek Watt is notorious for holding and not getting called out for it. So that definitely. Needs He's to on be-
1: defense, though. He's on defense. No,
0: Derek's on offense. I think. You're wrong. No, T.J.'s on defense. We're both on defense.
1: Okay. We might have to cut
0: this part out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right.
0: The good, what's your good, the good. I thought we used the tight ends really well, bringing Jimmy Graham in at key moments, even though he, you know, did not make that catch. And I was upset that they ran that play twice after you and I had discussed it. You explained to me that they ran that play again because Jimmy Graham had a really uneven matchup against, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers defender that was blocking him, but typically Bring Jimmy him. makes those catches. So wasn't i was
1: blocking him; he was covering him.
0: Anyway, Cole Kmet had a terrible drop or you know incomplete catch last game, and I don't think he dropped a single ball this game. Mooney game had a great, Cole. great game for Cole. Um, Mooney had a good game. It was nice to see Montgomery back. I wish that Khalil Herbert had a slightly better game. Oh, no, they didn't
1: use him a lot. They should they have used. Use, yeah. They, yeah. So um, they got, they got a little away from the running game, which was working somewhat. Um, but towards the end, when they were behind, they, they had to throw the ball and Mooney got involved too late in the game. I wish they would have looked to him earlier in the game. We're right. not talking about what everyone always talks about with the Bears, and that's Justin Fields.
0: Justin Fields, a lot I of think improvement. that there's, there's, a, there's lot improvement. Are a lot of improvement.
1: That's good. That's a lot of. This was definitely by far his best game. Um, he showed market improvement, and uh, what can you say? He he's, he's definitely so making. He's making quicker decisions. Yes. He's making accurate throws for the most part. He's not perfect. There's still a lot of room for improvement, but this was a really encouraging game for Justin.
0: Absolutely. And um, I I still think that we don't have a great offensive line. I think the offensive line is a huge issue. Um, But you said earlier that you saw improvement in the O-line.
1: A little bit, a little bit, but I think a lot of that is is just chemistry too. With Justin having a better feel for his line, um, maybe the play calling, the scheming was better against this particular defense. Um, my part of my good was that the defense really came to play at the beginning, and they kept them in the game. Uh, in that first half, the, the unfortunate part of the defense is there was a letdown at that last drive when the when they kicked the field goal. But I thought Roquan Smith had a great th- game. Houston Carson uh, is is definitely uh, helping the MVP. Bears greatly. And um, I also, you know, Marquise Goodwin had a big catch. I think we got to look to him more because he's got speed, and we've got to we've got to have an issue field. with.
0: Goodwin. I mean, very talented player. Don't get me wrong. He's an Olympian. um, One of the fastest guys in the NFL, but I really just don't think that we're utilizing him to the best of his ability. Either we're not utilizing him or taking the year off uh, during COVID totally understand that, but it, it might've hurt him. You know, he, to me, I remember Marquise Goodwin watching him have that unbelievable year in San Francisco. And then, he got traded, I think to the Eagles it was, but then he opted out of last season. So, you know, whoever picked him up was really taking a gamble of a guy who yes, is pure, you know, talent and great athleticism, but hasn't played the game in over a year. Right. It was so- also
1: nice talking about the receivers is, uh, Allen Robinson got more involved. I mean, it took a while, but he made some nice catches at certain times.
0: Still need to see improvement on that relationship growing. I would like to see.
1: Uh, Let's talk about the bad.
0: You said that you like the defense. My bad this week is actually going to be the defense. I think that we took way too long to wake up kind of and Playing without Cleo Mack is no excuse. I would expected way more out of Quinn, um, out of Hicks. I just, I, I typically don't worry about the Bears defense, like we said last podcast, but they did not play to the best against the 49ers and they didn't play to the best of their ability against the
1: Steelers. So I think this was much better than the 49ers. The 49ers, they were getting steamrolled. The 49ers made a joke out of them. They looked god-awful. I mean, it it was like a downhill ski slope with their defense in the fourth quarter against the 49ers. They kept them in the game the first half. And there were some tough hits. and And they had sacks. And they kept them to under 300 yards in offense, which is pretty decent. We need to get more turnovers. We need to make more big plays.
0: Yeah, I wish we had seen some interceptions. I mean, obviously the the fumble and the touchdown was an unbelievable play. Um uh, people are going to be talking about that for a really long time. But uh you got to you got to do more going up yeah. against a team like the Steelers.
1: My bad was just our our coming out of the gate on offense there was at least two three and outs out of the first three possessions you got to value these possessions more you got to be more creative more thoughtful in your play calling and the bears just continued like the, whatever they're planning is very vanilla uh, they've got a lot of motion going on and if you remember like the Steelers are running like these um, these jet sweeps where they where they put people in motion, but sometimes they actually give it to the receiver streaking across as a run. And the Bears, with all this, with all the motions and shifting, they they run it up the middle. And so at least do a jet sweep once in a while to keep the 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 defense thinking that that may be a play, but they never run it.
0: The Bears' plays are way too predictable. They're very so, predictable. They're too predictable. Against that's my bad. Is a great. That they, a great defense and that's what screws Justin Fields over. It's getting him beat up out there.
1: Right. Yeah. No, he he, he is a little
0: slow through his progressions, you know, like the quarterback like goes through all of his progressions or whatever. He is a little slow on that. i have seen, you know, improvement. I do think he is slow, but that's, you know, it's, it's a huge learning curve. Like this isn't isn't college anymore. They're going to come in and the game's
1: quicker. The game's quicker. Yeah. So, What's the ugly?
0: There's two, a little bit. One more so than the other, I guess. But the first ugly is the Bears, the penalties against the Bears. That was-
1: No doubt, no doubt. Mine's the same.
0: That was fucking absurd. Can we just say?
1: I mean, there was ticky-tack. There was that Phantom uh, chop block by uh, Daniels, I believe, that backed us up. We were like- in the red they zone were all
0: like 15 yard penalties the unsportsmanlike conduct i mean that comes down to coaching well, that, and everyone who has listened so far already knows how we feel about matt Nagy and, and the coaching staff like control your players get them under control um that play that killed us at the end that everyone is talking about is marsh marsh poor guy
1: Poor guy. Yeah. I mean, the refs, yeah, you can't get the penalties. You can't do it. it, it was terrible. It, it, the, the, there was a roughing the passer on Roethlisberger that you keep seeing uh, on TV comparing to the non-call on Justin Fields, which was to me twice as bad and twice as obvious. And uh, they didn't get the penalty. We got the penalty. And just the, I, you rarely see a game like this. Um, and at a professional level where the calls by refs are so lopsided to one team versus the other. So these, these refs were, they were Pittsburgh Steelers fans on Monday night.
0: Oh, for sure. And I mean, that's a stadium where it's pretty hard not to be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but these refs, I mean, they always show on TV, like how long these guys have been reffing for. I think it's time for some new blood. Um, did they show. He clearly the bears aren't the paying the refs there? enough i mean they're something's well, and going here's, on
1: here's the thing too is that refs review their games afterwards and the bears now that they've i heard today on the radio that they they're the most penalized for um unsportsmanlike conduct calls and so when you that they have a reputation now um interference calls a lot of those were close plays but they, they can go either way, but they were called against the Bears. The fact that the Steelers didn't get any calls against them, very few, very lopsided, was what was upsetting to me. And it, uh, it was ugly. The penalties were ugly.
0: I, I completely agree. And also, you know, we had, I think it was against the 49ers, or we've had this issue kind of all season, the whole ineligible man downfield penalty, which – I don't even think should be a penalty. I don't think is. we had any of those this we game. We did. We had we did. at least okay. one because okay. I made note of it, and I'm just like, how do we keep making the exact same mistake over and over and over again? Right. Um,
1: well, I told you that could be a, uh, a uh, you know, with Justin Fields like running around and and uh, trying to make a play where he's still behind the line of scrimmage and his linemen are going downfield because they think he could be running. So that's where that flag gets called. That's what happens when you have a running quarterback.
0: Right, but also the amount of penalties that we got while we were in the red zone or when we, we at one point, we pretty much pushed the Steelers into the red zone with penalties. It was ridiculous.
1: 115 yards of penalties. You're not going to win too many football games. The no. fact that, I mean, this was our best offensive game over 400 yards, but the penalties really erase what we did on offense, um, but but we hung in there. We should have won the game if our defense could have held. If we didn't get that penalty, this this game would have been a W. But it's this, not. It's the not. Defense so we have to.
0: Was so close, but they couldn't hold off at the most critical moment of the game.
1: Right. Well, a big chunk. A big of that chunk of that, that was that penalty. Was that penalty, which and that
0: was so unfair. BS call.
1: BS call. But we have to live with it and we have to move on. And. I think it's time for the sauciest play of the game.
0: All right. You want to deliver the sauciest play of the game?
1: My sauciest play, well, no, we talked about this. So we're, we're uh, the sauciest play of the game was Houston Carson's touchdown run that made the game.
0: Uh, that may the put back. us in the game really.
1: Well, yeah, it was the fourth quarter. It was a key moment when uh, special teams forced the fumble and Houston Carson ran in for a touchdown. Um, it was sweet. It was sweet to see that. And usually when you get a defensive touchdown and you have 400 yards on offense, you're winning games. You're, you're, you're yeah, putting points absolutely. up. And the fact that we lost this game with a defensive touchdown and over 400 yards on offense, it, it it's mind blowing. And the team that won had over a hundred yards less, but they weren't penalized. No. So we really, you know they're going to look at the tape of this and they're going to be uh, it, it's commentators it's,
0: I, on the news are already saying that it's bullshit.
1: Oh My yeah, favorite, well, they are
0: saying it during the game. Oh yeah, totally. I mean it is mind boggling. But um we we still we have to start games better. We got yes. lucky with a defensive touchdown like a fumble like that on a kick return Doesn't happen very often. I
1: wouldn't call that luck. I, I, you make plays on defense. You have to make plays. You have to take risks. You have to step in front of a receiver and make a play, a knockdown, an interception. You got to go for strips. You got to go for hard hits. And that that's making a play. They made a play on, on special teams.
0: Pat O'Donnell was on the field way too much. Great. You
1: always say that.
0: Great. punter. It was the
1: first, first half.
0: It was the first half. I mean, we, The first drive, we consistently have him on the field. We cannot, like, get into the red zone on the first drive. We can't even get a first down.
1: Right, but as much as you don't want to see the punter on the field, a good punter like Pat helps control field position. And so when the Bears are buried and he can get away a a long kick, it it helps the defense.
0: So speaking of kicking, let's talk about um, Grant running the ball out of the end zone. We have different opinions on this. I think that he needs to stop taking it out of the end zone and just take a knee after well, you know the I, other team. It depends kicks
1: off. it depends on where he's where they're at in the game. I think at the end of the game where they only had 26 ticks on the clock left, he did not take it out because those were precious seconds. But he is an exciting player. He's a flashy player. He had a fumble that was costly. Um, on special teams. So each, each team, each team had a special teams fumble, but a guy like that can break it too. So, you know, if he's taking a ball when he's eight, nine yards deep in the end zone, I think that is not smart. And, you know, that that's coaching, you know, is he listening to the coaches or the tries. coaches he t- tries. giving them the green light to take it out? I don't know, but I like it. One of the most exciting plays in football is a special team's touchdown, like a run, whether it's a turnover returned for a touchdown or a punt return Absolutely. or a kick return. And with the rules today uh, protecting players, you don't see guys taking the risk of taking it out. You see more coaches wanting the field position guaranteed, especially when it gets past the end zone line on a kick. The fact that he's taking it out for me is exciting and uh, reminds me of the days of Devin Hester. He's no Devin Hester, but he's, uh, he's, he's an electric player. And that's why they, they brought him on the team. That's why he's there. He's there to run it out. So I want to see him run it out more often than that, depending on the the time. I think from what I've seen more
0: often than not, he doesn't make it to the 25. So what's the point? If you're not going to make it at least to the 25, first of all, you're risking injury. Second of all, you're actually hurting your team and giving them worse field yeah, position.
1: The guys on the field, Maya, they're not they're not thinking about risking injury. They're they're trying to win a game. They're trying to make a play. So I think I don't know what the stat is about him getting beyond the 20 yard line or not, but we can look into that. And we've got a bye week coming up. So let's we have a bye week coming
0: up. The fact um, that we're
1: not gonna lose this week, which is the good news that's going to be the good starting out next week because we are going to do a bi-week show right and we're gonna we try well, and we've have gotten... guests our first set of guests for the bye week we're tell tell everybody what we think we're going to plan well, gonna plan i'm not gonna spoil
0: anything because i don't want to make any promises that we can't keep but we i am promising that we are going to answer questions that everyone has sent in we will be talking about um this past off season and what we each think the bears should have done, what they did good, what they did bad within the draft.
1: What about going to
0: be talking about the the move to Arlington, the future, um, the racetrack and all about that and our feelings and opinions on that. What else are we going to be talking about dad? I
1: think. Hopefully going to have some guests,
0: hopefully going to have some guests. We are working on it, but seriously, if you have any questions or topics you want us to talk about, Please, please um yeah. How do people follow in. us?
1: And so here is
0: how you follow things? us and how you listen. So we are on Spotify Spotify. Mm-hmm. You just you know type into the search father daughter first down and we will come up. And or you we hit are the link
1: or you hit the link that we You send. hit the
0: link that we send out in an email every week. You can email us at daughter first down at gmail.com. We read everyone's feedback, we respond to it. we Love it. We appreciate it, even if it's bad. We really read everything. um It's it's fun. By the for way, us. we had a lot of
1: comments last week. I must say about the Jimmy Garoppolo factor. We and, had like uh, two. Pe- pe- people were very, you know, you're
0: over exaggerating.
1: Your crush on Jimmy. What did you think about? Do you like Ben? Were you cheering um, for Ben this game? I
0: actually texted you at the beginning of the game, and I said, Ben's looking a little skinny. <laughs>
1: So so you're like looking no, at this. Right?
0: No, no, that's but right ben, ben is okay. Ben is like known amongst quarterbacks for being, you know, one of the, the bigger guys to be a quarterback. That's why they
1: call him that's why, they call, that's him Big why ben. they call him
0: Big Ben. So I texted you and I was like, Oh, I almost didn't recognize him. He he looks like he dropped a few.
1: So we're gonna we're gonna um look at and answer. Emails and get into the fan emails and thank you for continuing to watch and send them. Can people like like us on on Facebook yes. or?
0: Well, we're not on Facebook yet. We're working on it and we're working on getting on Instagram as well. But for now, we are on YouTube. So please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Father Daughter First Down. It is in the link to our weekly episodes. Is in the email that many people get sent. Um, but otherwise you can just search us on YouTube. We'll come up. Our episodes will come up. Our channel will be there. Father, daughter, first down, but seriously, thank you so much. And also we forgot to include who was sponsoring the sauciest play of the game.
1: Oh my God. Sauciest play of the game is sponsored by our good friends in Deerfield who make my dad's barbecue sauce
0: great barbecue sauce by the way again
1: that saucy play was a defensive touchdown by houston carson put the bears knocking at the door on the road to uh taking the lead but then giving it up unfortunately
0: yeah the monsters of the midway uh defense really came out on that play and you know i i I said it last week houston carson you got to keep your eye on him so uh thank you to everyone
1: we're going to talk about we're really at the halfway point of the season a little past and we'll 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 look in the bye week towards the games ahead as well.
0: Yeah, we'll be looking at um, potential replacements for Matt Nagy. Um, so if you have That's any suggestions, please send oh, them in. And we us. will email us, um, comment below on YouTube, or you know, send us a text or whatever. And we will actually, you know, we're gonna give the results on who won and who, you know, people think should replace Matt Nagy next season. And then we'll give our thoughts on who we think and who we want to replace Matt Nagy.
1: Maybe we'll find uh, for a guest, an unemployed football person that could fill in that role better than uh, anyone that we can think of otherwise.
0: Yeah, honestly, at this point, I think that you and I would do a better job being the GM and the coach of the Bears.
1: On that note, Maya. Ready? Time to sign off. One, two, three.
0: Bear, Bear down.
1: down.